when are you going to get started? When are you going to take action and not put off what you need to be doing to realize your dreams? Hi everyone, my name is Steve Black, founder of Let's Talk Referrals, and in this podcast, I'm going to share a story about my first, second, third, and plenty of other networking events I've attended, plus some tips to help you feel less nervous when you're networking. It's so easy to say, I'll start networking tomorrow. I need to do busy work first to make sure I'm perfectly ready to network. I need to shower, shave, finish this report, feed the dogs, feed the cats, feed the birds, feed the mice. I need to mow the yard. I need to clean the car. Yeah, no. I need to paint the outside of the house. And then we get to the event itself. I need to practice my elevator pitch or introduction more. And I need to try and commit to memory those 15 questions to ask so I don't look or sound silly. Who's going? Should I go business or business casual? Should I take brochures as well as my business cards? What about my branded pens? Are my business cards better in my left or my right pocket? I need a backup pen in case my first runs out of ink. I need mints, I need mints. I found Altoids worked the best when networking. Well, at least no one complained about bad breath when talking with me. Quick plug there. I wonder if they'll send me a tin for free. But you know what I mean, right? What time should I arrive? What time should I leave? How long will it take me to get there? I laugh about it now, but believe me, I have done all of this and more to avoid doing the one thing that could have made more of a difference earlier on in my business. I just didn't know how, why or what I was supposed to be doing back then. Every single person probably thinks like this when they first start networking, even extroverts. Okay, correction, there may be a few that are naturally born scared of nothing kind of people, not me, nor what I guess most of us. My first networking event, I was very nervous, very, very nervous. I had just joined the local Chamber of Commerce and did not know a soul. I arrived 30 minutes early just in case I got caught in traffic or something. It was about 20 minutes from my house and I sat in the car in Texas in 100 degrees, hoping the AC would keep me cool. I was wearing slacks, a button-down shirt and jacket. The jacket had more pockets to put stuff in just in case, you know. I had my business cards and a pen some business fridge, uh, business card fridge magnets, a couple of more pens, a pencil. On a side note, people that know me know I still carry three or four pens if I'm wearing a jacket. And I had lots of business cards. I mean lots, seriously. I must have had well over 100 business cards. My backup box was also in the car just in case. Now I'm watching people gradually go in and when I got to what I thought was a sufficient number that I could kind of mingle with the crowd, not stand out, I got out of the car felt the wet shirt on my back unstick itself from my skin, and I'm still not sure if it was the 100 degrees or the nerves that had me sweating. And then I checked all my pockets for everything I needed and headed for the door. And then went back to the car just to make sure I had locked it. I checked in at the table and got one of those sticky, hi, I'm name badges, and wrote Steve. Duh, right? Then I wrote it more carefully and larger on a second badge so people would be able to read it. I discreetly folded the first and put it in an inside pocket. Thank goodness I was wearing a jacket. Otherwise it would have had to go with the business cards in my trouser pockets. Then I put one of my business cards in for the drawing, said hi to a few people that were sat at the signing table and looked toward the congregating mass in the main room. My heart starts beating a lot faster. Let's just say, I can still remember it today. I spent most of the event saying hi as I passed through the crowd and ended up handing out three cards, including the one for the prize draw. But I stayed for the prize draw. Hey, you never know. No, I didn't win. 
I had two small drinks and ate three platefuls of fruit and cheese and did not have a single meaningful conversation. Thankfully, it wasn't one of the spicy taco events and I didn't go hungry. Networking can be a little nerve-wracking at first. Getting started on anything new can get your heart beating faster. A great quote I once read, if it doesn't scare you, you're probably not dreaming big enough. And I'm sure originally it had absolutely nothing to do with networking, the quote that is, but you need to understand what your dreams are because you need to form a plan that has a good chance of reaching your dreams and sometimes networking has to be a part of that plan. So let's just say this continued for quite a few networking events and I got nowhere. It took me a few years to get less nervous about networking. It hasn't gone away completely. But I'm definitely a lot less nervous than I was, and that's because I now know what I should be doing, and I do my research and preparation. So, kind of a long story. There was probably a few things I won't share from that event, or at least following on events. But to help you with networking, especially if you're very, very nervous, an introvert, or a newbie, here are my top five things to do to prepare while attending event. First, you need your tools of the trade. Yes, you do. There are three things you should have with you when you're at an event for if you're an overachiever. First, business cards. You don't need 100. 20 to 30 would be more than enough depending on the size of the event and in two hours there's pretty much no chance you can have a meaningful conversation with 10, never mind 20 or 30. A pen, not a pencil, Pencils don't write well on business cards, especially the glossy ones. Also, I would recommend taking a fine point sharpie just in case they can write on absolutely anything because you should always take notes about the people you meet. If you have three, four, five conversations and you cannot remember what you talked about after the event, how do you follow up? You need a name badge, a professional looking name badge. They're not expensive. You can get them made with your name, your company name and your logo. That's all you need. You can't read fine prints, you don't need to put everything like it's on your business card, and you could probably find someone to do them for online for around $10. The fourth thing you need, and this is for the overachievers as I mentioned, is a small notepad or notebook, yeah, you can say three to five inches. Sometimes the notes you want to write won't fit on a business card, or the card itself is glossy and jet black, and you wouldn't be able to see the writing anyway. Second, travel time. You should always arrive early or on time, preferably early, never, ever, ever late. There is nothing wrong with being the first in the room. It gives you an opportunity to see the layout, find the restrooms or anything else you need to know before it gets busy. And there are other bonuses for arriving early as well. You can network with the organizers and the hosts. You can offer to help. It's a great way to start building your network more quickly. And this is especially helpful with the Chamber of Commerce events because the Chamber people know everyone and can help make introductions. You also get the best parking spots, which helps immensely when it's either hot, cold, freezing, raining, etc., etc. You get the idea. Third, you do need an elevator pitch. You don't need the 15 questions, but you do need an elevator pitch. Have an introduction practice that is fairly short. Around 15 to 30 seconds should be fine. It should say who you are and some form of benefit statement, not your job title. If you come up to me and tell me you're a realtor, I know, you. everybody's a realtor. Everybody knows a realtor. Realtor doesn't make you sound any different to anybody else. So you need to come up with a benefit statement, not your job title. 
If somebody says to you, what do you do for a living? Don't tell them your job title. Tell them what you actually do for a living. Let's give you an example. I'll just give you my example. Hi, I'm Steve Black with Let's Talk Referrals. I help small business owners and entrepreneurs get better referrals to help them get better customers. And it probably didn't last more than three or four or five seconds, but it gives them something to talk to me about, gives them something to ask me about. And I've got a few variations on this depending on who I'm meeting and what type of event it is. But you get the idea. No job title, just benefit statements. Fourth, plan your conversations. Now, I know I said don't think of questions that you should ask or don't plan that too far in advance, but if you know it's going to be there in advance, it's going to be a little easier to plan your conversations in advance. If you know the organization that created the event and they have a membership roster that you can look at, check the roster, make a list of three to five people you would definitely like to talk to and five you would want to talk to if the other three to five don't pan out. Why? Well, it's going back to arriving early. Ask the organizers at the sign-in table if they know the people you would like to connect to it, and if so, could they organize a personal introduction during the event? They love doing that sort of thing. That's what they're there for. And if you don't know who's going to be there, it'll be a little bit harder. But you can watch the room for a little bit to determine who the influencers are and gravitate towards their conversations. Just be aware of the open, closed conversations, ones where they're talking in private and don't want anybody to listen to them, or those that are open where there's two or three or four people in a circle. Fifth, follow-up. Always follow-up. Don't ever not follow-up. I don't care what else you do, but if you have a conversation with anyone at all where you exchange business cards, follow-up with an email, a note, a phone call, especially if you believe there's a benefit to networking with them and actually ignore that last sentence, do it. Even if there is no perceived benefit, you really don't know who someone knows. Let me tell you a story. Somehow, just to picture this in your mind, somehow, and you've probably done this if you've been networking at all, somehow you get in a conversation with a young woman that has just started a new business. She's eager and excited to talk about her new venture, but it's in a field not related to or even close to yours, and she's not even an ideal client for you. Now, depending on your experience in starting a new business or just running a business, you offer help and advice. Her enthusiasm just rubs off on you. At the end of the conversation, you didn't feel like you got much chance to talk about your business or network with the people you really wanted to spend time with. But that's okay. You know she wasn't a good fit and it slowed you down, but you helped her out and it felt good. Also, there are plenty of other networking events you're planning to attend that could create the connections you're looking for. Now, a few weeks go by and you get a call from the young lady saying thank you again. And also because you followed up with an email offering more encouragement and thanking for her time, it was easy for her to reach out to you as she didn't have to go looking for your business card. She would absolutely love to introduce you to her father, the president of the local bank, as she knows he would be an ideal fit for your business. Look, I'm not going to say this is going to happen every one in three, ten, fifty, or even one in every 100 conversations. It may never happen, but it could. And that's the point. It really could happen. Networking is about giving. Zig Ziglar famously said, You can have anything you want in life if you just help enough other people get what they want. And I honestly believe... This is 100% true. But what's the worst that could happen? Nothing. What are the opportunities? 
The new connection will have nothing but good things to say about you to anyone they meet and may have that perfect connection, referral or introduction to make. Plus, they may eventually become your ideal customer even if they're not so right now. I know there are a lot of things that could be added to this list, but if you do nothing else, start with these five and you won't go wrong. Also, you'll probably be a little bit less nervous than I was when I started. So tell me, how was your first experience networking? Did you still get, do you still get nervous? Let me know. This is Steve Black with Let's Talk Referrals. Don't forget, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash at Let's Talk Referrals. Follow and like me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Let's Talk Referrals. And check out my podcast at anchor.fm slash Let's Talk Referrals. You can also visit my website at Let's Talk Referrals.com and check out my blog where I share hints, tips, and resources to help you get better referrals, better customers, and have better businesses. Thanks for listening.